Welcome to the Private Practice with Soul podcast. My name is Dr. Brooklyn Storm and I help private practice owners align their business back with their soul's calling, with their big vision and with their soul's purpose. Unlike other private practice coaches, I've traveled the world in search of spiritual resources, spiritual tools, education and information so that you can have the transformation that your soul desires and needs so that you can up-level your business. How much fun is this? I love it so much. Guys, if you're not already a member of the Private Practice Monthly Mentorship Group, please check out the show notes. I would love for you to be there. In the meantime, thank you so much for pushing play today. Let's begin. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Private Practice with Soul podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Brooklyn Storm, and thank you for pushing play on yet another episode. I'm so pleased that you're here. And thank you also to uh, our very new listeners and new subscribers. I hope that you love it here Um, as much as I love putting these episodes together for you. You know, I think we've got over 250 or something now, so do feel free to scroll back over past episodes if you need something because there's a really good chance something is there. So today I want to talk with you about Facebook groups, okay? This is a huge, 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 huge thing and I think it's an underutilized way of building your visibility and generating inquiries and if you're in private practice and you're struggling to generate inquiries, then this can absolutely be a fantastic tonic for that. Why? Because it lets people get to know your style. It gets to, um, it gives you an opportunity to connect with people in an ongoing conversational kind of way. And that's really, really cool because in our world, we're all about creating those deeper connections, right? So I'm not going to be the guru and tell you how you should do it. But what I can do is share my experience because I want to be real and raw and honest because I don't want anyone to be under any misapprehension that groups are the best thing in the world and they're so easy to do because the the reality is they're not. <laughs> now, if you've been with me for a while, you will know that I've had a number of groups <laughs> and, um, you know, some of them were more successful than others. But I think you have to be very, 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 very clear about what your intention is before you start it. Now, the very first group that I started was called the Manifestation Playbook. And I started that because that was during the period in my career where I was rebelling against, you know, the system. I was rebelling and I was saying to all of the evidence-based proponents, hey, you know, you should absolutely be looking at the woo because there is so much overlap, like um, evidence-based and woo, uh, uh, like anything in life, more similar than they are different. Um, And so that's why I started it. I wanted to rebel and I wanted to, you know, I had a proving energy at that stage. I wanted to prove to everybody that this works. I wanted to prove that it was still grounded in science. I wanted to prove, prove, prove. So that was my energy. Plus, I just wanted to have fun with people who were also interested in manifesting at that time. And so I just started a little group. And you know what? It had Oh, maybe when when you begin a group, you have to invite a couple of people into it so that, you know, it is actually a group. So when you set it up, you need to uh, be able to invite 
you know, a couple of friends on your friends list. So that's what I did. I invited a couple of people in on my friends list. And then we just started playing with all these different processes and tools for manifesting. And before I knew it, people say, oh, can I bring my other friend? She'd really love this. And he'd really love that. And they'd really love this. And so the group kind of grew. And I think it sort of capped out at about 400, which to me just felt like so many people because I was thinking to myself, oh, if I had 400 people in an auditorium and I was talking to them about manifesting, that'd be quite a big audience. (laughs) And that felt so, 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 so good. What happened then though was uh, towards the end, so I had the group, I think maybe 12 or 18 months, and it was just you know, a a member was joining, you know, every couple of days. It was very slow growth, but there was a lot of activity in that group. It was highly engaged. Everyone was sharing their results. I was running challenges all the time, free things all the time, paid things all the time. And it was just a high vibe place until I moved, you know, more into, well, how can I Um, make this group feel a little bit more businessy because I'm preparing to leave psychology. So it was a few years ago and what I did was I signed up for another coaching program. (laughs) I signed up for a group coaching program on building out your Facebook group. And in that training, they said, you know what, just cancel the group that you've got because it's not very serious and it's not very businessy. So just cancel that group. So that's what I did. I archived the group and then I was, you know, advised just start a brand new group and make it really businessy. And, you know, I wanted to call it something about manifesting in business, but the group coach at the time, he was like reviewing everyone's titles and suggested I'd be more successful if I called it, um, what was it? Oh, business unleashed or something like that. And I said at the time, this doesn't feel right for me because, you know, I'm more a woo person. But anyway, I was trying to be coachable, so I went along with it and I did it. And he had some strategies for for growing a group that were brand new to me that also didn't feel right, Um, but I did them. Uh, And I just wanted to follow everything to the letter because I wanted to be successful. I knew he had created success. He had been on TV with his group. He had, um, I don't know, gone on some island and started, he was in exile on an island. His name's Mark Bonus. He was was, um, on an island, I think, in exile or something. And while he was there, he had this idea to create a group. And then the group just grew really quickly. I think he's from the UK. Um, I think maybe he lives in Australia now. I'm not sure. But anyway, um, it was all very rah, 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 you know. (laughs) That's not my style, obviously. But I was learning and I was soaking it all up like a little sponge. And um, yeah, anyway, the group didn't work out. I think I got maybe a thousand people in, in that group, which was, you know, at the time I thought, oh, a thousand people, that's fantastic. But they were pushing for 30,000. So I felt like I wasn't, you know, doing something right. And anyway, I just, it just had such a bad vibe. I ended up closing down that group when I think it got to about 3000 or something. And then I just shut it down completely, which was a task in and of itself. Because when you close a group on Facebook, you can't just delete the group. You have to physically manually remove every single member individually (laughs) Uh, before you can actually 
wipe the group. Um, so I started to do that. I think I got most of the way through. I don't know. There's probably remnants of the group still out there in Facebook land somewhere. But what I learned from all of that was that it's really important to be aligned with your group. And he was nothing about his approach was, as I said, it was just very rah, 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 hurry up, get the numbers, get the numbers. How are you going with your numbers? It was all about the growth. It wasn't about the quality of the group, which I didn't realize at the time because I was inexperienced and I was a newbie. Anyway, after that, I started uh, different types of, of little groups. And then I just thought to myself, do you know what? I'm going to give groups a break for a while. And so then all I did was I had a couple of groups um, that I wanted to be communities around products or services that I sold. So they were always very small numbers, but I knew just about everybody in them and I knew that I could serve them and I knew where they were on their journeys because I was working with most of them. And I believed, you know, it was all the rage at the time that you have to have a, a Facebook community whenever you're selling a product or a service. So that's why I had it set up, right? And I didn't do any of those very well other than, well, that's not true. I mean, I showed up in a good way. I still gave free things. I still did talks. I still did this. I still gave value, all of that sort of stuff. But the thing was, they were never highly engaged groups for the simple fact that I was seeing everybody once a week or, or once a fortnight anyway. So they would only jump in the groups if they needed something extra, really couldn't get a hold of me. So they weren't communities is what I'm saying. For whatever reason, despite, you know, I, I downloaded all of the, you know me, I'm, I'm a junkie of the $27 and $37 product. I downloaded all of those about how to do Facebook groups and it just did not work for me. Um, <clears throat> all that changed though after I started probably or maybe about two years ago, started seriously creating uh, structures and practices around the business that felt very in alignment started more regularly and consistently linking in with my inner guidance with that higher self with that sort of energy and allowing myself to act on it and then what happened was I retired from psych as you know now and I was in a group and I just started to notice and observe more and more and more the bickering and the meanness in this particular group that I'm thinking of when it came to liaising with each other and connecting with each other from different professions. I noticed it's just my observations. I don't know what yours were, but my observations were that in hybrid groups, that's what I'm going to call it, but in a hybrid group where you have multiple disciplines I think there becomes a level of us versus them I think there becomes a level of we're better than you you shouldn't do this you can't do that Medicare this and I just remembered not being overly active in that group until I started seeing more and more because of course what you focus on expands right so then it was like every day I would just dive in there quickly not comment or post or anything but just go in and observe and I think to myself this is horrible like I can't believe the way some people lorded over each other and is this really what we're all about and the nastiness that was coming out of the vitriol I was like what the this is not right and 
to my way of thinking, it wasn't until recently that that started to get handled well. Um, but I remembered being then identifying as a counsellor and being on the receiving end of comments that some people were making, mostly women, <laughs> were making about counsellors and two counsellors and all of this sort of stuff and it really bothered me to the point that it motivated me to want to do something about it so then I started posting in that group about things like Medicare and about things like equality and stuff like that and I started to get a bit of momentum by an encouragement from the feedback that I got from those posts privately and and publicly on the post itself but people started messaging me saying you know how come this is allowed to to go on and da 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 so so then I went on a little bit of a mission and I wanted to find a group that was just for counsellors where psychologists and social workers couldn't enter because um, it was so interesting. But I don't know why, I, but I realised that you cannot join a group for psychologists unless you are a psychologist. So those psychology groups don't have, you know, other professions in them. Same for the groups that are just for social workers and just for accredited mental health social workers. Yet there was not one single group that I could find that was just for counsellors that tried to keep um, that space clean and safe and, you know, just for them. It was like everyone else had a space. So I thought, blow it. I'm going to do it. But part of me was saying, you know, there must be a reason why no one else has done this. But then I just thought, no, I'm going to do it. So that's what I did. And I set up this group just for counsellors. And you know what? In the beginning, it was it was slow growth. Like I can't, I don't have my phone in front of me, but I think I've only had the group about 18 months now. Uh, it was slow growth at the beginning, really slow growth, because of course you can't advertise it anywhere. You can't promote it anywhere. And I was thinking, mm, that's all right. I, I trust that word of mouth is going to spread here. And then what happened was I started doing a bit of paid advertising and letting people know, oh, this is available and that's available. By paid advertising, I mean going into another group on Facebook where my, you know, counsellor audience was and asking admin, you know, for permission to do a promo post and checking what are the rules and how do we do this and all of that sort of stuff. And I did that. Um, and that's how I drew awareness to the fact that I had this group. And anyway, so the group kind of grew. And to be honest with you, the numbers, they always come in small. Um, for Well, for me, my, my history with groups is the numbers always just sort of trickle in, trickle in, trickle in. And I remember it, I, I was attracting maybe two or three people uh, a week, if that. Uh, my welcome posts were to, you know, two or three people, not to 30. Um, and I was showing up, I was delivering, I was doing all of the things. And, you know, for a while there, I was thinking how much I loved being in my group. But the other part of me was thinking, but I know there are so many counsellors out there. Where are they? And how come they don't know about me and what's going on? So that was in the back of my mind. But then I just decided to really lean into my message more. And so for that reason, I created a manifesto for the group and I shared it with, with the group and everybody loved that. And that resulted in more people understanding 
uh, my vision for the group and from there people started to invite friends in more friends in more friends in and so then it was a very slow growth and then all of a sudden um, it just exploded I remember one day I was sitting there and I was tracking my numbers and then it was like there were an extra hundred requests to join the group I'm not joking that was legit a hundred requests on the nose. It was that exact figure, not 97, not 105. It was 100 new requests. And I remember thinking, oh, this must be a mistake. Like where have all these requests come from? And so I was approving them, approving them, approving them. And uh, I went into the group, you know, later that day. And I said, hey, we've just had a hundred people join. How did everybody find out about the group? And it turned out that somebody went and shared it on on their page in a group that they run and I I had no idea about this it was a um, group for counsellors and other professions but this lady had gone and mentioned in the comments on somebody was asking about private practice or something this lady said oh you should go over to Brooklyn's group here's the link and she'd shared the link and a hundred people came over and that was the start of the group growing because what happened was I was showing up in that group every single day and every time somebody made a comment or a post, I would go in and I would like it and I would reply. I would like it, I would reply. I would like it, I would reply. So it was always me sort of doing the heavy lifting in that group until the numbers got to 300. And 300 is the magic number (laughs) because once you have uh, 300 in the group, well, this was my experience, The group just took on a life of its own, honestly. I was able to step back. They all started uh, commenting on posts instead of me. Um, They started posting instead of me asking them to post. They all started supporting each other, sharing resources, and it, it became a community when we hit the 300. So it took maybe, I wanna say, nine months to hit the 300 mark nine months it's now currently at 1200 and that's without any advertising or or anything like that it just grows now out of word of mouth um but i wanted to share this with you oh and we've created like this really 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 beautiful supportive community and guess what every single day i go into that group to check on everyone make sure everyone's okay feeling supported but you know what I have to do a lot less now because they're all supporting each other in a way that's really, really beautiful that I haven't seen before. And so many of them comment that this is the best group and that they feel so supported here and that they love the resources here and that they've referred a friend. And every day I see, you know, Jane Doe has invited John Doe and Brett Doe and Stephen Doe and Melissa Doe into the group. They're constantly inviting people in. Um, without being asked because they love it so much and they get so much out of it. And so it's an honest to goodness joy for me to be in there. And from a business perspective, because this is why we have groups, right? When you are running a business, your business group is an asset. So you have to understand it's an asset and you have to treat it like that. This is an asset for your business and you have to treat it as if it is part of the business. Now, 
yes, it's a pro bono part of the business that you do and you do it out there in goodwill, but you also understand that by you being present in your group, you're giving people a chance to get to know you, like you, trust you, build that relationship with you. And when they are ready, they are going to approach you first when they need help or they're going to ask you in the group for your help, um, things like that. So understand, first and foremost, your group is an asset. And here's some quick tips that I can share with you as well. Before you start a Facebook group, be intentional. And by that, I mean, get really clear on why you're doing it. Okay. Are you doing it because you want more clients? Are you doing it because it's just on your heart to share love and you know you don't care about clients you don't care about who's going to enroll or sign up it's just something you're doing for the joy of it like get clear on this is a business asset and what is my intention for this okay that's the first thing with me as you just heard my intention was to create that safe space just for counselors uh, and so that's that's what I do. And now I'm in there. I give tools just for counsellors. I had a sale for Valentine's Day. I gave that group vouchers and coupons for 50% off, 5-0% off all of my stuff. I have another group and I gave them 1-5, 15% off. Why did I do that? Because I stand for the counsellors. I want to make sure that those counsellors are looked after and they've got some catching up to do. I think everybody will agree when it comes to being able to access resources. So I want to give them that opportunity to catch up to everybody else. Okay. Um, so that was my intention with my group. And because that's my intention and because it aligns with me to create a safe space for them, it doesn't feel like work for me to show up and do stuff for them every single day. It doesn't. It, it's a joy. And so get really, really clear on your intention, number one. Number two, do not be afraid to make offers. You have to be making offers. You're running a, a business. They are running businesses too, in my case. Think about your group. Like if you are going to have a, a group, um, what kind of mindset things hold you back from making offers so I have seen just using my business as an example of course I have seen people be really nasty and really mean when other psychologists social workers or counselors go to make offers or go to promote stuff or go to sell stuff people are saying you're just in it for the money you're grabbing money this isn't fair da 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 is it free like there's one guy there's one guy and he's in he's in a lot of the groups that I'm in and every time I go to offer something whether it's you know letting them know it's a podcast or letting them know hey I've got this resource for you he will often be the first one to comment and he'll go is it free <laughs> I just think okay and then do you know what I say yeah this is free or no it's not and do you know what a couple of weeks later I see him asking questions about the very thing that I you know he wants a solution to the problem that my thing was <laughs> giving him but he won't pay for it he thinks everything should be free so anyway get your money mindset right and set up expectations with your with your group about the types of offers you'll make and how often you're going to be making them. And you can do that in the group description. So the group description is a great place for you to say, uh, hey, I want to support 
working mums and from time to time I will be inviting you to join me in my eight-week coaching program and if you're not okay with me inviting you to this coaching program you know once every six to eight weeks maybe this isn't the group for you that's fine you know or maybe you can just ignore that post when it comes up that's fine but we don't need nastiness and, and meanness and you have to contain it by letting people be clear right from the start that you will be making offers offers invitations having sales having promotions whatever language works for you just let them know I think it's when people get caught off guard that they feel like there was some sneakiness or some underhandedness, but be transparent. So you might want to say, you know, once a month, I'm going to invite you to join a particular program product service that I'll be, you know, putting together for you. And, you know, I really look forward to working with you in it. Just be upfront. Okay. That way, as I said, there's no surprises. The other thing to understand too about Facebook groups is you need to have really, really clear guidelines and clear rules around the group and what it, what you want it to do and not do. So for example, with the ACPPO, that's the counsellors only group, I wanted to build a community so I've made it like a community. People come in and they chat and, they'll, you know, we have posts where they share sharing gifts or pet selfies or this or that. And it's like a big community. And I'm sure if we all got together at some big stadium somewhere or some big conference hall somewhere, I'm sure we would all stay up all night long, you know, carrying on, getting along with each other because it's kind of like a family now. You know, there's some people in there that kind of have certain roles. You know who the mum types are. You know who the uh, accountant types are. You know, we're getting a feel for everybody's role in the community and it's really, really beautiful to see. In this other group that I've recently taken over, it's not a community to me, to the way to the way that I see it. And I'm talking here about the Counselors Connect Australia group. I do not see that as a community. I see it, you know, it's day and night when I compare it to um, the counselors, um, Australian Counselors in Private Practice Online group that we have. And the reason for that is I think there are so many people in it and historically it feels to me like it's just kind of been used as a notice board. It's really like... I've got someone to refer, who's taking on a client, hey, this is my PD, who wants to enrol in it, hey, I just became a supervisor and I'm accepting new people, join me. I mean, it's just, there's no sense of community um, and that bothers me because I I want to, I guess I've evolved and, and I've expanded and having seen the community over with the counsellors group, I know what's now possible. And I remember historically why I started that. It was to remove counsellors from the toxicity of other groups, like what was going on in the in the Counsellors Connect group then. Um, but I really want to be able to transform the Counsellors Connect Australia group to a community type group where people get along, where there's no bitchiness, no negativity, no we're better than you, you're worse than us, you're less valued, you're more valued. I, I don't want any of that. I want it to be a community of professionals that all get along. And now I have a chance to kind of create that. So I know that change isn't for everybody and some people will just always see it as a notice board group. Um, 
but I I want to people can still use it for that that's fine but I also want to create a sense of community so for that reason there's going to be some changes some nice easy light um, effortless changes coming up on the horizon for how we do things in that group because I want to bring people together and this is an opportunity for me to try and help change the way we see each other and focus on how we can as different professionals come together and work together and cross-refer and support each other and see each other's strengths. Um, Do you know what I mean? So I'm just going to try and change it like that. So wish me luck, but (laughs) I'll I'm always up for a challenge, as you know. The other thing to understand when you have a a Facebook group is you need to know that it's not all going to be puppy dogs and rainbows. And I'll give you an example. In the Counselors Connect group, uh, the other day I was posting and I noticed somebody posted a link to a marketing program. I'm not going to say which one it is. Um, I think I've gone and deleted all of the links now. But anyway... I thought, oh, that's really interesting. Like, you know, they're not allowed to promote stuff in the group without, you know, discussing it first. So I like clicked on the link and I was like, "Mm, yeah, this doesn't feel right. And then I clicked on the profile of the person who posted it. And guess what? Fake profile. Fake profile promoting somebody's private practice marketing. So, of course, I deleted it straight away. Anyway, a couple of days later, same thing happens. I see the link to this private practice marketing thing pop up and somebody saying how amazing it was. They got so much value out of it. I think it popped up in a post on um, marketing on Facebook or something. And I thought, oh no, here we go. So I clicked on the profile that had posted it. And again, fake profile. How did I know it was a fake profile? That's a whole other story. Just call it research. (laughs) Remember, I've got a PhD, so that's seven years learning how to research. I know how to research. (laughs) So anyway, deleted that profile, blocked it, blocked it from re-entering, all this stuff. And then I thought, I'm actually going to go back through the group. And you know what? I found over 15 instances of this happening each time with a fake profile attached to it. Um, So anyway... I've decided now that I'm going to have to go back through every single profile in that group and make sure that there aren't any more fake profiles because we don't we don't want that. So group quality is so 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 important, all right? Now in the counseling group that I've got in the Australian Counselors in Private Practice group that I've got, people answer membership questions to join there and they have to answer those questions or they don't get to come in. And one of those questions is, are you a counsellor, i.e. not a social worker, not a psychologist? And everybody says, I'm a counsellor. But guess what? Every now and again, somebody will be responding. So this happened a few weeks ago. Someone was talking about going to doctor's clinics to do meet and greets and stuff like that and what should they take and so we're having that conversation and the issue of Medicare came up which we're not allowed to discuss in my group because that's it's um you know divisive so I didn't want that in our group so we don't talk about that doesn't apply to counsellors so I was thinking why has this come up why is somebody talking about Medicare And then somebody else responded to that comment on Medicare and said I'm a social worker 
blah, 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 blah. And then somebody else said, yeah, and I'm a psych, blah, 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 blah. So I had to remove those women from the group. And do you know what? Both of them contacted me and said, have I been banned from the group? And I said, well, yes, you have, because you lied. (laughs) You said that you are not a social worker, or in the other case, you are not a psychologist. Um, And you are. And you've been seeing posts every single day um, just for counsellors and talking about how we're a community just for counsellors and not for the others. And you didn't say anything. You didn't say, oh, I think I'm in the wrong place here, Brooklyn. I'm just going to excuse myself. You stayed. And, you know, that's not okay with me. So, yeah, you're out. And then they're like, oh, no, but I'm not a social worker. And I said, well, have a look at this. And screen, I had screenshotted where she said she was a social worker and the other one said she was a psych. And I said, here you go. Like, are you lying then or are you lying now? Like, either way, this is not good energy and this is not what we want in the group. So I had to get rid of them. And every now and again, that happens where somebody's just making a comment on a Facebook post and they'll let it slip that they're a social worker or a psych in the counseling group. And so I have to delete them. So be aware, you need to stay on top of your screening because you want this to you want the group to be, oh, what's the word? I want to say authentic, aligned, genuine, honest. You want the group to be, yeah, honest, I guess. And if you're saying, in my case, this is a group just for counsellors and I'm doing everything I can from my side to keep it just for counsellors, but people are lying on the application, that's, you know, there's always going to be people that fall through the cracks, but you have to handle it. And it's the same in this other group that I look after, the Counselors Connect Australia group. Now I'm aware there are fake profiles. I will have to go back through all of the (laughs) profiles that are in there and clean up the group by getting rid of those fake profiles. Okay. Um, So be on top of maintaining the quality. That's what the word I was looking for, the quality of your group. Because guess what? If it's not good group quality, you will not grow the group. And what impact is that going to have on your business okay the other thing is from a business perspective if you are intending to uh, invite people to work with you which is the point of you having a group as a business owner um, what's the point of you selling to fake profiles a fake profile is not going to download your product or or purchase your product okay Um, so Do be mindful of how you envisage keeping your group to tip-top quality, to the best, best, best of your ability and map out some way of doing that. So for me now, every every Sunday, I'm going to, you know, have a look at 200 profile pages and just check that they're all legit and any that aren't are getting removed. It's that simple. The other thing too is don't focus on the number. That big group that I've got has 4,200 people in it, but maybe only three of them would ever buy something from me versus the counselling group, which has a lot less. It's got 1,200 people in it, but I know most of them either have a call with me, download my freebie, um, participate in a workshop, attend or watch a free training that I do, etc. So there's better exchange in that group okay so 
Be aware of having a really, really good group quality. It's not about the numbers. It's much better from a business perspective for you to have 300 in the group where 30 people will take up your offer to of an invitation to talk with them than it is to have a group of 3,000 and nobody takes up your offer because it's full of fake profiles or you bought members or something like that, right? Um, so that there's some of the icky bits. The other icky bits of having a Facebook group are just managing conflict. So you need to remember it's not about you. Um, it's about any time a conflict comes up, um, step back, go and check your group rules. Is this something that's important enough for you to go and update the group rules? Because you can absolutely do that with your group. Um, or do you also want to update the group description? And then the other thing to help you grow your group is, you know, let people know that you've got it. And there are some free ways that you can do that. You can let people on your email list know, on your podcast know. Uh, You can update your Facebook banner, you know, your heading banner on your profile, your personal profile, on your business page to let people know that you've got a group. On your business page, you might change the button from a booking button to a button that says visit group. You know, people are more likely to visit your group and sort of stand back in the shadows and watch you do your thing than they are to call cold call you because they've never heard of you. They don't know who you are. So it's a it's a gentler way for people to get to know you. Okay, so just think about why you want to start a, a, a group, create a plan. That plan can be a posting schedule, but I think you, you really need to break down your intention into what that's going to look like each quarter, each month, each week, and go from there. And do you know what? You can build a really, really beautiful asset for your business that you love working with. Um, you can let go of all those groups that you're not really getting any value from and yeah, you get to help the people that you truly, really, really want to help in a way that feels good. Like being in my groups is just, oh, it's a freaking joy for me. I love it so much. I really do. And I hope that people in my groups feel that I love being in there Uh, because that's what I want because I love helping them. So anyway, there's some tips and some insights into what it's like from the beginning stages through to when you've got thousands in your group, um, just from my experience. And there'll be other people who've got different experiences as well. Oh, the other thing is I kept my groups to Australia only or people who were migrating, you know, from other countries to work as counsellors in Australia. I know there are some other groups for psychologists and allied health and and social workers and counsellors and that. Um, They accept all requests to join the group. And I know that because I was a moderator for two of them. And a lot of the time, those members come from um, developing countries. And so, again, that helps somebody's numbers fluff up, but it takes away from the quality of that group and it takes away from the interaction of that group and it takes away, like those people just had a different intention. Their intention was to build numbers and that's how they do it. Um, you want to be mindful of who your audience is and who you really want to be serving. So when you start your group, you get to ask three questions. Always, always, always Ask them for their email address so you can send them something, right? And send them something, uh, whether it's a meditation, whether it's a, a kit, whether it's a PDF, doesn't matter. 
get the email address and send them something, you know, um, and then you can use the other two questions for, for whatever else. And yeah, before you let people in, check their profile um, page. The other thing is don't let pages join your group. You want to build a community. So that's, again, the difference I can share with you from my Australian Councillors in Private Practice group versus the Big Councillors Connect group. In the Big Councillors Connect group, there's a lot of pages that have joined and those pages only want to join to promote. Whereas, and they're not participating. They're not They're not being community members. They're not giving or, or anything like that. They're just, they, they wait for the promo days and then they pro, promote their stuff. That's it. In my little other group though, the ACPPO, no pages can join only personal profiles. Why? Because I want to build a community. And if you're in both of those groups, I'm sure you feel the difference between between them. I'm sure you feel the difference. So when you're starting your group, um, I would encourage you only allow profiles in if you're looking to build a community. If it's more you, you want a notice board type feel like this other one that I've got, um, sure, get, get pages in there, but it will just be a different vibe and it will just be different goals and stuff like that. So different groups, different rules. Do what aligns with your business plans for the next 12 months and go from there. Don't make the numbers mean anything. Make the people mean something because they do, okay? Now, the other thing that can really help you with this, of course, is knowing who you want to call into your groups. And if you're looking at starting a group, then I would absolutely encourage you to come along to the Know Your Client workshop. It's happening on Saturday the 26th at 10 a.m. It's 47 Australian dollars to um, register. You don't have to attend on the day, but if you register, it's only $47. If you don't register and you decide down the track that you want this, it's going to be up to 4997 No, 497 sorry. Um, the last ones, the last one was $47 and that's going to 497 Um, this one will also be going to 497 So if you want to come along and get it for 47 do the and you can watch it later you'll have lifetime access and replays and all this sort of stuff so it's kind of as I said before a no-brainer you want to get it at the cheaper rate I mean no skin off my nose if you want to pay 500 for it but I would encourage you to get it now um the link for that is in the show notes if you have any questions let me know uh I have to go and do a business tarot card reading now for a very special client of mine so I'll let you go I hope that you all have a beautiful day thank you so much for listening to another episode and I'll see you in the workshop next Saturday bye Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Private Practice with Soul podcast today. If you're looking for clarity, if you need help with branding, your processes and bringing everything into alignment with your soul's purpose for your private practice, head to the show notes and click the link for more information about the Private Practice Monthly Mentorship Group. You are going to love it. I can't wait to see you in there. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.